0: I'm so excited to welcome Dawn to the show today. Dawn is a sexual shame healer, a pleasure prosperity coach, an erotic blueprint coach. She has certification as a Reiki master and a teacher. And she is graduating this year with a master's in depth psychology. So, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you here. There's so much amazingness in what you do, and I would love to hear what got you into this. What inspired you to become all of these amazing things?
1: Um, So it was really my own pleasure path that um, uh, I had been sexually abused as a child, and mm-hmm. when I got into a serious relationship, there was a lot on my end coming up around that. And then on his end, he had his own Um, that's why I say sexual shame is because I think we all have our own. So he had his own like shame. Um, and we were not like, you know, we had just moved to California together and we just got engaged and we were not having sex. And I was like freaking out because I was so afraid that we were going to be in a sexless marriage and it was just going to be like, and it's so weird because we were good, like we were good communicators and we were so in love, but this part was just not working. And so I like had a total meltdown and I was like, I don't know, maybe I should go that a friends. Like, and he was like, I'll do whatever it takes. Like, what do we need to do? And I was like, I think we need to see somebody. So the next day he contacted um, a sex coach. And then we also bought tickets to Path of Passion, which is Jaya's big event um, mm-hmm. where she talks about the erotic blueprints. Mm-hmm. And going to that big event, I finally had like this amazing thing that I was an energetic, which I had never heard of. I never knew what that was. And essentially it's somebody likes tease anticipation and yearning. And my man was coming to me in his sexual, which was like just grabbing my boob or like, let's get it on. And so we were mismatching that way. And I was like rejecting him, which it in- brought him into shame because the sexuals lay it it's not about like saying no it's more about like honoring them and still saying you're no and so i wasn't really honoring him and so we were on our own path and we were doing our own thing and i was having like major breakthroughs we did this like orgasmic breath work and i had this huge trauma release and all of this stuff that i had been working on for years was like finally releasing and then we got this amazing opportunity to be the couple who um, is in the training videos. And so we got like a quarter of a million dollars coaching from Jaya for free because we're in these training videos. And so now every erotic blueprint coach knows my entire sex life. Um, Jaya would talk about this thing that I talk about with my clients, which is like pleasure first and putting pleasure before everything else, like before your work, before your kids, before, Mm -hmm. before everything, doing a little bit of pleasure. Like just, a I, I, you know, me and a friend talk about, she calls it microdosing and I say a little to the left, which is like the pleasure path, like just do a little step to like pleasure And, um, she would talk about pleasure first. And I thought she was like, totally crazy. I was like, what do you mean pleasure first? Like I got shit to do. I got places to be, I got people to see. And finally, after probably like, you know, it was a year, so maybe four months or something, I finally started to click. And then I was studying, I am studying, like I'm still studying to be a therapist. And I was like, oh my God, like this is the answer. All of my clients who were coming in We're all talking about like their sexual shame and all of this like stuff. And then therapists are really weird about sex. And I'm like, you guys, this is like a huge thing. So I started talking about it with my friends and then it just became a thing. And then, they were offering coaching. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I'm in grad school, but I'm going to do this coaching thing. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been the best decision ever. It's helped me in my therapy work. And Mm -hmm. my therapy work has helped me in my coaching. And um, it's been this great marriage. And I can't wait to be like a license so I can intertwine them and not feel like, like, sometimes I feel like I have to keep them separate because I'm not fully chained in therapy. But my, my clients in my therapy world are always coming to me with sex stuff. And I'm like, sex is just rotten up. Like, it's just a topic that
0: everyone needs to be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I feel like in our world as a whole, there's so much shame around sexuality. You know, like, you can't be a sexual woman. You can't be slutty. You can't enjoy pleasure. You can't enjoy sex. Um, and I'm curious, like, what is your thought and opinion on that how do you feel about that narrative that seems to be circulating the earth here
1: i mean there's so many and i think there's so many narratives right like that's definitely one of them and i i call them like the madonna and the whore complex it's just Mm. very like ingrained in our society which is like we're either like the the whore, like thought of as the whore, and I've been thought of a whore all my life. Even when I wasn't, there were times when I was being whorey and I'm putting quotes here. And then there was times when I was, at, you know, I dated the same guy for four years in high school, and I was like known as the one of the biggest sluts. And so it's mm-hmm. just like, and I never cheated on him or did anything with anyone else. And so I feel like you kind of have like a Marilyn or a Jackie vibe, and you're just like labeled as a female one of those things, and. Um, the other one is the the Mary, which is you know the the Madonna, which is like I'm saintly and I I don't enjoy sex and I don't my pleasure doesn't matter and I will give to my partner and stuff like that. So both of these are really hard complexes, and I see that most common. Um, but like there's a lot of you know there's a lot of sexual shame on like a lot of curiosity, just being curious. Um, something that's come up quite frequently with my clients is. So what I've learned through therapy is, one, we masturbate when we're in utero and there's been like scientific evidence that we masturbate Mm -hmm. in utero. And then we have spikes throughout our lives. And one of our spikes is like five to seven. So this is oftentimes when like, you'll catch like girls and boys like checking each other out or like, you know, the the five-year-olds will be like, mama, mama, what's a penis? And you know, like, they're totally like freaking out and it's like a Mm -hmm. first nightmare. And then a lot of it goes into shaming the children like don't, you know, don't be kissing your cousin and like all of this like stuff and it was more just out of a curiosity and also, you know, not to like, but it felt good and you don't know like these rules and dynamics and all of these like things that go into our society and so a lot of what I've been doing is healing that sexual shame of like those first sexual moments and feeling like you're the worst person ever. and You're totally fucked up and you're, you know, all of this stuff and just neutralizing it and be like, I wish that your parent had been like, you know what, like, it's totally fine to explore our bodies. We're going to have private body time where we can check out our naked beings. Also check in, like, this is also a sign of sexual abuse. So it gets a little hard, but like check in and be like, is anyone ever touch you? Like, blah, blah, blah. And if you go through all the dynamics... And it find like, there was just curiosity, like, this is our private curious time and you get to explore yourself by yourself, but we're not going to explore ourselves with our like cousins, you know what I mean? But it's okay, mm-hmm. kid. it's not, no problem. No worries. Like, it's okay. And that would, that neutralizes just that thought instead of being like, oh my God, like ah, you know, freaking out that parents do. And, and, and so I think the biggest thing is kind of those first sexual moments and how somebody reacts to it. Mm-hmm. Um, And I always say with trauma, there's two things that happens. Like the traumatic event happens, which is hard in itself. And then someone's reaction to the trauma happens and that creates another trauma. And so we have all of these like little things like this root that I talk about in my work is like getting to the root of what was the root cause. And then everything kind of builds up on that root. And it, like, feeds back that same thing, like, oh, I have so much shame, or, oh, I'm so guilty, or, oh, I'm so broken, or something like that.
0: Mm. Do you think unworthiness stems from deep sexual shame as well?
1: Yeah, unworthiness, unworthy, of course, yeah. All of those, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the, the limiting belief is, whatever that is, you know, there's, like, a massive, and that's why it's good to work with somebody because I can list them off and still, I don't know if I've touched on your route. Right. And that's yeah, exactly. to like have a one-on-one session with someone.
0: Exactly. I'm curious, how difficult was it for you to first share about your um, sexual trauma as a child?
1: I mean, it was, it used to be, I only recently, maybe like in my twenties started like publicly sharing. I think I, started to turn a course. So when I shared in high school with a partner of mine, I was really really shamed and I never shared with a partner ever and it took me a long time to tell friends and it took me a long time. And so I met one of my really good friends the same time that I met my would be fiance and I first told her and then it was coming up with my partner and I like you know I was like, "Oh my god, I was so like terrified to tell him because he would be the first guy since my high school boyfriend that I would tell." Mm -hmm. and he just like was like oh my god I was like are you gonna like me less like all this stuff and he was like no I like you even more I'm just really you know I'm like sad and I want to hurt the guy that did this to you but like no and it was just a great response um compared to the first response was like total rejection of me and so Mm -hmm. um it was so different and then I realized like there's so many people that come from sexual abuse and the more that I started to talk about it, the more they would come out. And I've even, you know, one the friend that I did tell, like she sent people to me to talk to. And then it was really around the Jaya, the orgasmic breath where I just totally let go of all shame having to do with it. And it didn't. So like, um, when I find with traumas like trauma or sexual trauma or sexual abuse or, or rape or any of those things, as it overshadows everything and you feel like this this one event is everything and is only you. And when I had the orgasmic breath work that uh Jaya does to completely release it, I realized, oh my God, that's like the smallest part of me. That is a part of me and it's not and it's not even a bad part because it gives me a lot of like um you know, I can talk to my clients, and it gives me a lot of stuff, you know, I can't change what happened. And it's just this like small part. And so um that's what I help clients do. But yeah, then now I'm more vocal. And it, it's like, I have other things that I'm ashamed about that I don't speak as publicly about. But my sexual trauma is not one of them. My sexual abuse is not one of them. And I talk quite openly about it. And um I say with every like shadow, that's why I do like the shame and stuff with every shadow that we have, we have great gifts and this has given me some of the biggest gifts I've ever had so
0: I feel good wow i think it's just so powerful and so amazing so i myself um you know uh, suffered child sexual abuse i think i was 3 years old when it began i stuffed it away for years and it took me until 2017 i was dating a guy and i i was just driving in downtown calgary and in through the city and then it just hit me this wall and like I was like right back to being three years old right back to the entire event I could tell you where everything was what the temperature in the room felt like everything and I was like wow like why is this showing up and like how long have I been holding on to this like I'm how old now and it took me a long time to start working through it and it wasn't until Um, I entered a yoga teacher training and then also uh, entered a coaching certification program that I really started to have to work on that stuff because I, I recognize now, uh, you know, at least two out of three people that I talk to have experienced sexual trauma or molestation or rape as a child you know it just sort of blows my mind that this is allowed to perpetuate and it, at the same time you know my heart goes out to those people because a lot of people never never become liberated from it they 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 never seek the help they stuff it away it it plays out in all of their relationships and the way that they relate to other people and to themselves and you know I would definitely say that there you know are still residues of shame around certain aspects of it um, but I think it's just so inspiring to see someone who has moved through it and like actually moved through it and like you use that as a source of um, expression and a source of power and also a source of play for other people to to interact and engage with you like there's There's so much power in our stories and we're so afraid to tell them because we're worried about how someone else might, you know, think or or speak about us. And really it's like, well, actually I'm busy rejecting myself right now because I'm not sharing this story and I'm not allowing people to see this part of me. And so I'm curious how does that all tie in with, with therapy? How does that tie in with Reiki? Like, do you do a little bit of everything in your, in your sessions? Yeah. So
1: what Um, kind of coined it and she has, it's like not trademark, but what she's kind of like said is it's like an intuitive modality of, um, parts work and i put my own stuff in like you know reiki is my background and i did that Mm -hmm. for five years and i also did this thing called guided self-therapy and we talk about like karmic genealogical like roots and stuff like that and then i also do like past life stuff and i do it's been like i i've been in the spiritual world i was raised um with uh pueblo indians and so and my mom you know we go to ama and some i've always been this like spiritual hippie child it's just like naturally in me so i combined a lot of things but what i'm calling it now is qu- quantum somatic um, healing body work healing work and essentially what it is is a combination of all of these different modalities my therapy and my um and my coaching modalities and my healing modalities And it's really fast and it just gets to the root the root of the shame but not only does it get to the root of the shame it gives you the gifts so behind every shadow is some little part of you that has a big gift to give you about this situation and then behind that there is some truth about the situation that isn't being told there is some truth so um my, you know, my biggest gift for this sexual shame is I'm liberated. I'm, I fully do believe I'm liberated and it had to do with pleasure. And I really don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me. <laughs> and there's plenty of people who think lots of things about me and I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like I, I used to give a lot of fucks and I just don't care anymore because I've noticed after being with humans so much that we all have our skeletons in our closet. And when we, when they come, what Young said is like when they become conscious, right? When the unconscious becomes conscious is this beautiful moment where we realize all of these like skeletons and these shadows and all of these like scary things, we're not that bad. Like my clients just have this moment of like, oh, that wasn't that bad. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and, and now it's free. Cause now you're just free. I'm having a blast. And I got to tell you, like, everyone has their thing. Like, I think I picked one path, but I got to tell you, it's the most pleasurable for me is the pleasure Mm -hmm. path, you know, being on this pleasure journey um, and always, like, asking myself, like, how can I be, like, what can I do to be in my pleasure? Like, you saw me before, you know, I didn't want to be on YouTube with my robe, but I went to this, uh, what I thought was just going to be a podcast, like, listening, um, yes. my robe and that's because it gives me pleasure I'm doing everything I'm doing intentionally I'm not doing it because I'm like lazy I'm doing it because I'm like what can put me in more pleasure to do this like thing
0: <laughs> oh I love it I love it and I also think it's really interesting um, how pleasure and prosperity marry can you talk a little bit about how those two come together sure.
1: Another fascination of mine is like manifesting, and I believe we're all extremely magical beings. Mm -hmm. And um, so when I started to notice all the things, and this is what I have clients do, and you can do this, is I have them write down. um, It can be, I, I say lots of different things. Like sometimes it's manifesting, sometimes it's prosperity, sometimes it's pleasure but we're talking about prosperity and so all the little things that bring you prosperity that you don't think of throughout the day right um like like this my lipstick i made my new year's resolution was to wear more lipstick and so anytime that i have an opportunity i just put some lipstick on and that makes me feel so prosperous, right? It makes me feel like oh man, like and this I think this like I think this was like $12 and it it's also it's like vegan and all the animal I don't really like the animal cruelty thing but if you do it's fine like I'm not going to shame you for that. Yeah. But you know, it's and it's called trophy wife and so there's this I love it. And so when I <laughs> Think about the thing right and so it started with this like pleasure and then I realized how much they it's like it's prosperous like this is prosperous to me I'm in prosperity right now I think my outfit in total maybe cost about $25 but I feel like a damn queen and so what I would do and I what I still do I you know it's a little far away but I have a journal where I just mark down stuff and it's what, what made me feel pleasurable today? What made me feel abundant today? What made me feel prosperous today? And it doesn't have to be some people are really into journaling and you can go really into it. Or some people, it's just taking a note. And when I say it, it's like, it's like this thing in our brain where we're like, oh my God, there's so much prosperity happening every day. We don't think about it. We think that we're just living out our lives and nothing is happening. And then if you take note of all of these things, it's so prosperous and I learned the most prosperous I feel is every time I'm in my pleasure is like mm-hmm. if I ask myself I ask my clients to ask themselves, like how pleasurable is this what would make this even more pleasurable well, oh wait from a scale of one to ten um like how pleasurable is this and what would make it even more pleasurable what could I do to like make it just a little bit more pleasurable and I always tell people like my friends calls it microdosing it's just a little bit so like I want people to set up to win. So if you drink, like a lot of times I don't have it, but like I'll have like water, water was in this glass. I'll have water in a wine glass. And that makes me feel prosperous and abundant. If I do that just for today, if that's the one thing that I do today, I'm already more prosperous than I was yesterday.
0: Oh, wow. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. That's just <laughs> brilliant, and it's so simple. And it's something so- that it's something that can be so easily applied because you know a lot of us have this mindset where you know just because we don't see dollars in our bank account or bookings in our calendar that we're not prospering that we're not you know fruitful in our attempts and it's like if you knew what is like coming for you, you would you know, definitely look at things a little bit differently.
1: Not only that, but if you're focusing on the lack, guess what you're getting more of lack. Yes. And if you're focusing on the abundance and if you're focusing on the pleasure and the prosperity, guess what you're getting more of. And so like, exactly. um, like I even have my clients write down, like I find pennies all the freaking time. And I'm like, if you find a penny, write that shit down. Like you did, you yeah. say you didn't find money today, but you did. The universe doesn't give a shit if it's a penny or a thousand
0: dollars yeah money is money prosperity is prosperity yeah. and this is abundance this is abundance so i always am like I'm <laughs> I and on a scale of one to ten how pleasurable is it to find a damn penny <laughs> it's so pleasurable what would make it even more more pleasurable finding
1: 20 dollars i've i've done it i've i found so many 20 dollar bills in my life
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it so much. What is Jaya? For the people who are listening, what sure. is Jaya? Sure.
1: So um, Jaya is a person. <laughs> Jaya. And um, she used to go um, by Jaya Ma. And I think now it's just turned to Jaya. And she is the creator of the Erotic Blueprints. The Erotic Blueprints are trademark. Um, and the erotic blueprints are an arousal typing system similar I always say like if you know the five languages it's like the five sex languages or the five erotic sexual types Um, one is energetic uh, another essential another is sexual another is kinky another one is shapeshifter more than go into those but she created them and it and it's it's not gender people get like all tripped up like you know, it's not gender-based, it's totally neutral, anyone can be any of the things, um, you know, it's totally inclusive, it's non-binary, all the things, and it's really just, like, about the arousal in you, and so when I say, like, um, what t- what turns me on is, like, tease and anticipation, so, like, one of the things that I really like is something I call panther and prey, where my, where um, my partner is looking at me, like, this delicious meal he wants to engorge himself on but he's like being like coy and coming to me like slowly that's something Mm -hmm. that really turns me on whereas for him because he's a sexual sexuals like get more direct they want to know that they are going to get touched sexually and so Mm -hmm. if i just put my hand on his crotch he's like yes that's my favorite thing let's go time yeah (laughs) and so we've just learned to communicate in different ways And something I'm talking about if you go on my lives, I talk about it quite frequently, is coming from wholeness. So making sure, like, I don't depend on my partner to feed my energetic, and he doesn't depend on me to feed his sexual. We both feed ourselves and then come to each other in wholeness, and then we can just play. If we're not trying to seek something out from a partner, then we can just play.
0: Do you feel that there's a misconception about pleasure being only about orgasm or you know, the the culmination of, or the end of, or an end result or a focus?
1: Yes, 100%. And yeah, and I think that's mostly because we've decided that the sexual blueprint, which is just one blueprint, is how we're supposed to do sex. And Mm -hmm. the sexual blueprint says, like, it's all about the end game, like orgasm, like coming, all of those things. But we have four other archetypes that are not about that so the energetic specifically and it's very confusing for um, a sexual person but the energetic specifically is like I don't need to come like I feel good in my pleasure and my turn on and my play that feels really good to me sometimes I can have a full-blown like amazing erotic experience and not have an orgasm and my partner gets a little upset and I'm like babe, like I just had the most like transcendent, like, you know, experience, like I'm good. I'm, I'm on a whole other level, you know? And so we do have this idea that it has to end in an O. And although that is an amazing experience, some of these transcendent just being in pleasure and eroticism is just great and you can have other orgasms like you don't have to just have a penetration orgasm you can have a heart gasm yes a throat gasm you can have a healing gasm you can have a skin gasm a skin gasm -gasm. you can have all Mm -hmm. these gasms that have nothing to do um with actual penetration and so i do think we in society feel that's is this like one certain way? And mm-hmm. um, a lot of the erotic blueprint word is to give you like this like spectrum. Just like we have an autism spectrum, we have an erotic spectrum.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of archaic mindset around, um, you know, like what sex is, what it means to people, what it's, you know, what the end result is. And I, I love how you said, you know, just like there is an autism spectrum, there is an erotic spectrum because that is something that I just feel is just not talked about enough it's not yeah it's just not shared it's just not shared enough and it's not shared in a way um, you know that people are able to receive it because people are just so scared to even they hear the word sex and they're like you know it's you know we turn into little kids again and we're like oh no 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 I don't want to hear it and it's like but you want to hear it. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening. That's why you came across this. That's why you turned on to this.
1: And Yeah. And, and I still get shy too. I don't want to like say that I don't get shy about it. There's a part and I think some part is about it being sacred and some part of it is that little cue like, oh my God, we're doing something naughty. And all of those things are like big turn ons for me. I'm like, ah, I'm so bad talking about sex over here (laughs) grandma's gonna hear this and then um (laughs) but another thing I also like I just want to point out is because I feel like sometimes what's not known about the sexual blueprint is that sex to them penetration sex and orgasm is really like saying I love you and so something that I like to like give my tender sexuals is um what I call something called body worshiping, which is when I say no to my partner, I'm always allowed to say no. You're always allowed to say no. Even if you're right in the middle of something, you're allowed to say no. Always, you're able always to turn a yes into a no. But what I like to do with my partner and what I suggest all my clients do, and those who don't even have, like I have sexual clients, mostly females who have a lot of like stuff about their body, not, you know, because we have an idea that if a girl is sexual, she's, slutty and so she, mm-hmm. you know it's just her type so what I do is body worshiping like damn babe like your cock is huge and I love it and I love being penetrated by it but I'm just not in the mood but know how much I love you and it's not a lie like I do I do like that when I'm in the mood I do and the same thing I have like my um, solo clients look in the mirror and be like, you're a goddess. Like, look at those breasts. Look at that. Mm-hmm. What ass pussy. And so, because I also don't, I want to get like, I think we as a society have tainted the sexual, but I want to make sure that every part feels that it's okay and allowed. And it's not bad. So no one the mm-hmm. sexuals be like, Oh, you're the problem with society. That's We've okay. decided as a society that we're all sexual when we're not when we decided like like penetration and orgasm is the only thing. And I think that has a lot to do with like this primitive idea of like, well, of course, in order to have a baby and procreate, you need to ejaculate. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's truth. And and in the primal sense, that is one variant of it. I am curious, what were you doing professionally before?
1: I've been a nanny and I've worked in restaurants and I was for a little bit just solely for those five years, I was just solely doing Reiki. So I say five years because I was doing Reiki before, but it wasn't like my profession. It was kind of just something I was doing for fun. And then my five years was that and I was going to school. Yeah. And then I was doing like other, it was primarily Uh, like I can also do like intuitive stuff and all that like Mm -hmm. I mostly did that for fun and I did like cord cutting I can do all of those things and but it was primarily Reiki but I also worked you know for a long time in the service industry and I worked as a nanny and I've always kind of been doing those things and going to school so I can't wait to be done with school so I'm I'm so tired of going to school.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm going to invite you to just share. What is your favorite part about what you do? What is the, what is the best part of what you do?
1: I think it happened just recently with a client of mine where they've been working on this thing, right? They want to like, they want to a therapist, they want to a healer, they want to all of the things. And my, I just got a business, a pussy based business coach, um, give her a shout out. Um, and I think what she just said is, like, you're a one-stop shop. Like, what happens mm-hmm. is you have your, like, healer over here and, you know, your shaman and your naturopath and you have all of, you know, the therapy and that's all, like, great. And then you come to me and I, like, combine all of that shit together and we get over it in, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> or not get over it, but, like, find the gift in, like, 15 minutes. And then my clients who have been like, oh my God, I did all of these like things and it's, I'm still coming back to this thing. And then they release or more than release, it turns into wholeness. That's the whole point is to turn it into wholeness. And you're already whole, but to make that part that's been in the shadow come back into wholeness. And while that happens, they have this big moment of like, oh, wow. Like I can just like move on with my life. I'm totally more free like this thing isn't dragging me down. I don't have to keep going back to it. Like those are my favorite moments when the clients are just like, you know, that feeling that we keep talking about was like liberation. Like, Oh, thank God. we <laughs> <God.
0: laughs> Oh my gosh. And at the, like at the root for me, liberation is something that is so pleasurable. It is so like, a libogasm. I don't even know if that could be a word. Yeah, but like, a
1: libogasm. <laughs> right. I'm living in it. I think I'm just living in an orgasm, to be honest. I don't. Yeah, that's why. I think I'm just living in one. I'm like, I don't know what it's like to not be in turn on. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> what a place to be. I'm also curious how do you define wholeness? What makes somebody not whole? What makes somebody whole?
1: Well, I feel that everyone is whole right now in this Mm -hmm. moment. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. That's what I always said. That's what she said to me. And it was the first time I'm sure people thought that I wasn't broken, but nobody had said it. And she's like, Nobody's broken. Like, we're all not broken. We are all whole. It never stops. We're never stop wholeness. What happens is parts of us that are whole go into a shadow and it creates this feeling of brokenness and not wholeness. And so, what happens is i believe wholeness is when that liberating when all all your parts are liberated and they come into you you we are multifaceted beings and so there's so much of our gifts we're using about 10% of our gifts and i believe is just bringing those unconscious those things that are cast in the shadows into consciousness and 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 not changing them not wanting to manipulate them in anything i have a shadow she's smoking cigarettes and just like with her high heel boots and she's fabulous. And I love her and I'm not scared of her, but I used to be terrified of her. She used to be this Mm -hmm. biggest monster ever. And so I communicate with all my parts and I'm like, Oh, that's my inner child. Oh, that's my shadow. Oh, that's, my Jezebel is. We're working with sacred slut, and my favorite word is Jezebel. That's my Jezebel. You know, that's all these parts, and then they become like one family. We're like, hey, girlfriend, hey, how you doing? It's a big <laughs> for men. Some of them are non-binary, and you know, and we're just having a blast over here. It's one giant party. So I guess wholeness is one giant party. When you feel like one giant party,
0: that's wholeness. I love it. I love that explanation. (laughs) That is a beautiful encapsulation of wholeness. I'm curious, what inspired you to use all of these uh, different modalities? And, you know, like, how did you craft it into what you are doing now?
1: A lot of it is intuition. So I work in a very feminine way. It's something that I feel probably need a little bit, but I also reject it is I'm a divinely feminine woman and that's integration of masculine and feminine parts, but a lot of it's intuition and a lot of it is me going through so many healing modalities. I did have a naturopath. I did have a shaman. I did have a healer. I had an acupuncture. I had all of these things and I still have amazing healers and I still have like, my few core people, but it's a lot less. I used to have like, you know, like 20 people because I mm-hmm. thought it was broken and I had all of these things. And so going through all of those, I can just pinpoint in somebody what's going on. Because I just remember like, oh, that's the inner child. Oh, that's the shadow. Oh, that's this. And it's just been going through so many different healing modalities, but also being trained in so many different healing modalities. So I just come out of this big toolkit or play kit. And I'm like, oh, we're ch- hi, inner child. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Oh, ancestral, oh, your ancestral people are around. Oh, let's talk to them, you know. Oh, your guides are coming. And are <laughs> guys, love me, guys. If, <laughs> if you're having these moments right now, it's because the guides are like, go work with my person. And I'm like, your person needs to come to me.
0: <laughs> yes, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, and I have one other question for you. How does someone recognize a shadow, a shadow piece?
1: I would say, so what I have my clients do is feel into your body. So if you feel tension in your body, if you feel like nauseous, if you feel literally like shadow, or if you feel like, you know, a lot of like, they call it like a blob or murky or, um, I always ask first my clients to check into their physical body. That's what we're talking about somatic. Mm-hmm. Like, where physically mm-hmm. you feel some sort of shutdown. And that mm-hmm. is probably a part that's in the shadow. Um, And, you know, real quickly, like it it won't be the whole shebang, but real quickly is just allowing that part to have a voice. I think so much of the time we like push it back and we're like, oh, that, that feels icky. I don't want to go there instead of most of the time it's our inner child. And they have decided that they're the biggest monster in the entire universe. And they just have Mm -hmm. to come out and, and say like, I'm the biggest monster ever. And I'm the more, so worthless and all of this like stuff. And you just listen and then you're like, oh my God, no, you're not. You're the most precious thing ever. Like,
0: <laughs> it's fine. Wow. I love that. Just last week, so last week, Thursday, I did a process with a fellow coach. We were doing an, an exchange and I met a part of myself that I didn't know was there. And so like all week I had been feeling grouchy I could just feel this like rage like this like stomping and this rageful thing inside of me and I I truly believe in the power of the psychosomatic based work Uh, you know not just because of my training in it but because of my experiences with it and you know having someone guide you and support you and you know encourage you to look at those pieces it was not my first rodeo but it was my first rodeo with this piece and like i actually destroyed some stuff like <laughs> like things got destroyed but there were things that you know they, they they're irrelevant like they, they don't they're not necessary there were pillows and stuff like that just because uh you know i allowed myself to go into it and be in it and to like find out what messages were there and you know what it came down to? I thought it was really interesting was it came down to the root of feeling like I was a fraud Mm -hmm. that I was like, I was not living authentically. I was not living in my full expression of who I am. I have a very strong voice. I have a very powerful voice and I never had a problem using it but i've had you know like i've had moments in time and moments in my life where i was like oh you know like i better not say anything and oh no maybe i shouldn't have said that and just having that awareness from meeting this piece was liberating exactly exactly that i was like holy hannah like who is this piece like who like who is this woman and you know the reflection that i received because she was she's like a cross with like a lion and something else and it's like a woman but she's like also you know very feline and very powerful and I was like okay she's like maybe that's your wild woman and then as soon as that part of me heard it it was like she was able to like settle in and be like mm-hmm, I'm here hello how you doing
1: <laughs> I was like yeah. okay. I love the wild woman I changed yeah. my name to wild because I'm such a wild one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I um, thought
0: maybe that was your married last name. I was like, this is the coolest name ever. <laughs>
1: uh, no. So I have like 10,000 bazillion names and um, I just wanted to keep it simple, but I also wanted to encompass that feeling that I have. And I was like, wild, like that is who I am. I'm oh, a wild right. flower. I used to play with wild horses. I work mm-hmm. like here. I'm just have like wild energy in me. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I do, can I ask you some questions? Yes. Okay. Yes. So what gift does your wild woman have specifically around like thinking you're a fraud and all of that stuff?
0: What gift does she have? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ooh, there's like a really big part of me that's like, doesn't know how to answer that. <laughs> um, yeah. She's like, I don't know I can't I can't answer that, okay,
1: so let's start with truth and what truth does she have for you about this
0: experience? that I am wild and I am free, and I have been this way my whole life, and I need to just allow myself to just keep being this way to be the volcano that I am and like your the volcano.
1: So would you say a gift is volcano wild energy kind of like the Pele goddess?
0: Yeah totally
1: there you go so all of these parts right she came up to you and it was like this and so the part that i'm hearing is instead of instead of being maybe more like chill or whatever is like be that like volcano eruption
0: <laughs> energy <laughs> <laughs> that's totally me <mean. laughs> <laughs> i'm like literally like spewing ash and lava all over yeah. the place and i'm like oh <sighs> And that's how i was feeling like it's if i could describe like the rage and the anger that i was feeling it felt like you know everything was shaking and then this eruption just like exploded out and just like to see that visualization and like how that just merges together like thank you (laughs) thank you for that reflection oh my gosh she's like what's going on yay (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh that is like such a piece of magic like thank you
1: yeah no problems because the thing is is what we do with these parts and we like see them and we're like oh that's amazing but we don't realize how m- many gems they have for us they've been on this like down low for so long and it's like they have their own beautiful like gems that are part of us that's a part of you the volcano wild woman, free, liberation, pele goddess, that's part of you. And that just came into wholeness by giving the gem the gift.
0: Oh Thank my you. gosh. I I feel like I just learned like a decade worth of knowledge in 2 minutes.
1: Like Oh okay, my gosh. See, that you. moment is what I
0: love, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like so like my whole body is just like Party. Yeah. we should have a dance party yeah, yeah totally hate <laughs> that shit it's a huge deal yay oh my gosh wow thank you right? oh my gosh said, wholeness is a dance party yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's what and I like. now I need to find out who the Pele goddess is. So <laughs> that is
1: my right Oh, She's the, she's the Hawaiian <laughs> goddess and she's volcano goddess. I mean, that's what
0: she is. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you. Uh, like, I never even thought to ask, uh, you know, people that, you know, like often I ask the question, like, why is this part of you showing up? And like, you know, we find out, oh, you know, it's because this happened or because of this experience, but That is like, that is like, that's next level. And. Well,
1: I offer it to you. I offer it to everyone because what I want everyone to realize is that all of these parts have so many big gifts and have gems and we have so much truth and I don't, you know, I think, I think that's what was happening to me is we were getting to a certain level, but we weren't integrating them. And this is integrate, you know, it's like awesome to know like, oh, that's why you showed up. That's great. That's an epiphany in itself. But like, an even bigger epiphany is like, why do you even exist? Like, yeah. what? like, why is my wholeness dependent on you?
0: Exactly. And I mean, that's a whole other rabbit hole to go down. It's like. So this is why you showed up. This is the wisdom that you're providing. This is the truth. And like, why do you live inside of me? And to
1: operate now, you have this beautiful gift of volcano Pele goddess energy. (laughs) I have a tool. Like now you have a tool to bring. And I know what that tool is, right? Like my shadow self you know, forever I was like mad about myself. I'm a spiritual person and I like to have a glass of wine and all of this like things. And I thought mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a horrible person. And I like stopped drinking for a year. And if you're mm-hmm. alcoholic, it's like a whole different thing. But like, you know, I just like to have a couple of cocktails and like, you know, I just like to have it. And my shadow self was like, girl, we like to fucking party. Like get, get up <laughs>
0: yourself.
1: Like, I am the ultimate party girl. I'm the ultimate party girl, whether or not I'm drinking or not. But essentially that 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 like shame and that craving and all those things like now sometimes I have a drink sometimes I don't and I'm partying no matter what but her gift was I'm a party girl like that's who I am I'm a party girl (laughs)
0: oh my gosh I totally see that in myself too like I literally before I got on this call with you was talking to one of my dearest friends and we were reminiscing about you know when we would go away on vacations and stuff like that and it didn't matter where we would go I would I always meet new people and like I literally it's like a laser all of a sudden it's like beaming over to this person and I'm like how you doing let's have a shot let's have some fun you know yeah. like even if I wasn't drinking like I just always have a great I
1: had that vibration drink. too yes that party. yeah
0: the yeah party exactly girl. And, and I love just, her
1: she's my favorite part I'm like yes I am the ultimate party girl that's why I'm drinking my water out of a wine out glass, of
0: a wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, my heart is just like, so full from this conversation and from meeting you and connecting with you. And I would love to ask, can you please share how can people find you? How can they connect well, the with full, you?
1: Fullness is the word. So um, the best way to find me is on Instagram, which uh, my handle is at joyful body and the full part is with two L's and I hope you feel joy and fullness and body and all the things.